this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on, we would like to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, plus there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Mm, 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 Get it? Uh, Just like uh, Mary Jane at the end. Uh. Pills and potions. Go to Africa. We go to go to go to. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Being Mary Jane After Show. Make sure you're checking us out on SoundCloud, YouTube, iTunes, on Twitter, and did I say Twitter already? <laughs> Sorry, I'm your host, Tiana Hobson, and you can find me on Twitter at the Tiana Hobson. Joining me tonight is my awesome co-host, Ashley Gray, who won't stop laughing at me. Hey guys, follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Ashley Gray TV. And make sure you're, if you're tweeting at us or anything like that, you're using the hashtag ABTVBMJ for being Mary Jane. This is season two, episode seven. Let's go crazy. And I feel a little crazy right now. I swear we have not been drinking, but I feel like I'm drunk right now. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. To everyone that's out there celebrating. But we're at home watching being Mary Jane because that's where you should be doing. Because you should be learning something like how to go crazy. So let's start this right now before we get any crazier um i want to start with mary jane and david last week mary jane's like hey you said whenever i made up my mind just let you know so we're it's now the morning after and i love that they didn't waste our time by you know flash forwarding to bits to like a couple days later like this is the very next day mary jane is vacuuming her house she started cleaning for spring, I guess. Um, and her, <laughs> <laughs> what? No, it's good. I liked it. That's all. I love it. Um, so her and David get into an argument first thing because David wants to talk about what just happened and how awkward it is. And Mary Jane has made a deal with God. How do you feel about her deal with God? I mean, it just seems like they broke up before they actually got back together. So that was really interesting to me. Um, you know, 
I appreciate and respect her promise to God, but I don't like the way the conversation went. I think that Mary Jane played David, honestly. I think that she got what she wanted out of David and then decided he was no longer of use to her. And it was really shocking to me because Mary Jane fought so hard, it seemed like, for their relationship just to flush it down the toilet, in a sense. I'm like... Well, dang. Yeah. And last week we touched on it a bit because I just don't understand Mary Jane's reasoning behind a lot of this because I get it. You know, you already did the whole messed around with a married man thing and the effects it has on the family and whatnot from season one. You now have a man who is clearly not happy in his relationship telling you, I want to be with you. I'm about to go home right now and tell um, Anna that, you know, this has happened and that I don't want to be with her anymore, but like, I want to be there for my child. And I get where the moral dilemma comes because I don't want to be someone who's advocating for him to leave her. But if you're not happy in the long run, like you're never going to be happy with Anna. Like your child's going to grow up in an unhappy unha- and unhealthy environment. And wouldn't you rather them be brought up in the place of love like separated from the mom as opposed to unhappiness together with the mom. Well, you know what? You it's said that you always want what you can't have. And then once you get it, it's like, mm, maybe I don't want this after all. I feel like that's what's going through Mary Jane's head. Like, okay, I have this. I have everything that I wanted. He has agreed to have a baby with me. He has agreed to leave Anna. And then all of a sudden, I don't think I want him anymore. So I think that it's going to take another stiff situation for her to come back to her senses Or she could be her moral compass is back on track and she doesn't want to break up a baby and the mom and the father. But it it didn't feel like it was a moral conscience thing. I liked when she was, I mean, this is jumping ahead a little bit, but one of the things Val says to her is that she's very angry and she's not dealing with it. True. And I feel like this is the perfect example of that where she's just at the point mentally where she's like decided I'm checking out. And I don't give three Fs about anyone else's opinion of the situation. And and that's one of the things that they say. Like, they both made a selfish decision. And it is very selfish of her, especially after, I don't want to say luring and tempting this man out of his relationship to do this with you. And now the next day, he's like, well, I just cheated on my girl that I'm technically with. And now you're just giving me the... Like the push away, like that—that that doesn't make sense in my head. It's and just, I would be—I'd be angry if I was David too. It's just all messy. Like if you're in mess, you can only expect mess. Like he could not have went into this situation thinking that everything was going to turn out hunky dory. No, this is a muddy, hot, sloppy mess. And what uh, what could have come from it i didn't expect them to live happily ever after and get married and marry jane to be pregnant no that's too perfect you know so hey cheers to the drama yeah um so one of the things that mary jane after david leaves she spends all day cleaning her house and, and you know you do that when you're mad my house be spick and span <laughs> when i got an attitude i'm like oh, i'm gonna clean everything she turns on her music no she- i really do yeah yeah so she cleans all day while also taking five pregnancy tests it seemed like 
it's the next morning, and I know she was on some pretty hardcore home hormone things, and yeah. so she was extraly ovulated. But I still think it takes a while. I don't have any experience with pregnancy tests or anything like that, but I feel like you're not going to find out the next morning. I'm not sure if you can find out the next morning, but I'm thinking more like, you know, the morning after pill. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can kind of eliminate a pregnancy the next morning, can't you tell if you're pregnant the next morning? Well, no, because the morning after pill just boosts the hormones and you and it make it tricks your body into thinking that you're on your menstrual cycle. So that, like, you can't get pregnant. And I could have made some of that up. But but that's the overall gist of the pill because I'm not a doctor and I don't know the scientific way to explain it. But that's the gist of it. It, like, shoots your body up so your body thinks it's something where it's not in get pregnant mode. Yeah. So that's how the morning after pill works. But I know that there's commercials for, like, first response that says you can find out seven to ten days before your missed period if you're pregnant or not. It's just kind of, it's strange to me that they would incorporate that into the episode if it wasn't true because normally stuff like that is factual. Well, like, they try to put as much factual, um, news into the episode so hopefully that I don't know it's weird to me because she took like 18 tests too she took a lot of tests and I don't know the amount of time that spanned because I think it's like you have to wait maybe three hours to see the lot like to see if you're pregnant or not no it's like 10 minutes or something like that yeah the the blue line they set a timer for like five minutes I thought it was like all the movies it's like five minute timers because again, again, I don't have any experience <laughs> with pregnancy tests, but that's what all the movies do. It's set a timer for like 10 oh. minutes or so, and then you find out if you're pregnant. Well, nonetheless, she's not. She's not. Or maybe she, she is, because be. it's only been maybe a day. I don't know how much time we saw throughout the whole episode passed by but it had to have been at least a couple days which is i just can't first of all okay so mary jane decides okay i'm not gonna drink because i might be pregnant oh yeah she dumps out all the alcohol the next day all of us or even the same same day, day she's like well f this i'm gonna have a drink because i don't know i'm not pregnant but you still could be pregnant so given how intelligent we perceive her to be why would she make that idiotic Call. So you think it's a mistake for her to continue drinking while waiting yeah, to find out? because you're still like, why would you initially think not to drink because I may be pregnant, I don't want to harm my baby, to a couple of hours later or even the next day, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, oh, I'm about to go ahead and just, you know, have me a drink. Well, because I think that there are plenty of times when people don't know that they might be pregnant and but they actually... But she's already thinking, like, I might be pregnant. I want to be pregnant. And she's taken, like, 18,526 <laughs> pregnancy tests. I don't know. Whatever. I don't know. If you're a little down, I don't... I mean, also, <laughs> I don't know. I don't see it being horrible that she had a drink because there are so many times when people don't know that they're pregnant for the first two months yeah, and they've been drinking and smoking and all that stuff and then they find out they're pregnant it's like oh crap how far back does this go I have friends who have been like oh I didn't know I was pregnant until you know a couple months into it and then they change around and their kids are fine and no harm no foul 
Well, hopefully she's not, and hopefully the baby, if she is, the baby is not affected by this endless supply of the elk. Of the elks. I mean, <laughs> she was just drinking wine, too, and the doctors yeah, that's, say that's good for your heart yeah. if it's red. Um, <laughs> so then David, now he goes to his friend Chris, Val's husband, uh-huh. and is trying to vent to him about the whole situation, and Girl. I loved Chris for being like, I can't with you two. Did you hear what he said, though? Yes, I heard what he said. This is why I date white women. This is why I should have continued dating white women. And our homeboy, Chris, was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're not going to come at my beautiful black women like that because my wife is black. And you cannot just let one black woman, you know, kind of sour it for the whole population. And kudos to Chris for sticking up for us because he was so out of line and he lost like 18 brownie points for that. And I get that he said it out of anger and out of confusion, but it is something that is always used as a scapegoat when it comes to black women. Like, oh, see, you guys are this, you guys are that. And I think that, yes, a good majority of us are those things, but so are white women, so are Latino women, so Mm -hmm. are Asian women. Every woman is a woman. Mm -hmm. And whether or not they agree with you or not, they're going to have their different ways of expressing that. But for the majority of the situation, it's like, no, it's not like they're going to take it easier on you because they're white. If they don't like you or don't think that what you're doing is right, they're going to come at you Mm -hmm. the same way a black woman will. Maybe not the same exact Maybe, I way, mean, but some of but... them will. But so you, you generalize it again. Some I, of them will. There's I guess everyone I'm speaking has, from experience. Yeah, everyone has their own little boxes no, and true. their ways of dealing with stuff. So, yeah, you know, David, that wasn't a good line to say. But I, I, I forgive you. You steal my boo because I know you was angry. Um, mm. <laughs> but I mean, I just think that it's very interesting where their relationship is headed because, you know, then we have Val coming over to MJ's place. Like, Hey, my husband told me what's going on. What are you doing? And she's trying to, um, what's it called? I was kind of, <laughs> she's trying, she was trying to psychic her, but that's not, <laughs> that's not the right way Counsel? to say it. Counsel. Yeah. She was pulling out her psychology card and yeah. trying to like get MJ to open up. And finally, this is when she's like, you're angry. Mm-hmm. MJ finally is like, yes, I'm angry. Like there's all this stuff going on. And one thing that she did say that I feel like resonated with me is that she said, she admitted this Anger is my comfort zone. It feels so much better than being anything else if feeling any other kind of emotion. And I feel like us as humans, sometimes we get so comfortable in that anger and in that sadness and in that depression that we don't pull ourselves out of it and it starts to feel like home. So I really love that moment because it was so relatable and it showed Mary Jane as a human being and she even admitted to like I'm human to Nisi when she had that conversation with her like you know what I know you have me on a pedestal but honestly I make mistakes I'm vulnerable and you know I'm human and let's talk about Nisi because we we start off with MJ trying to you know after she's decided she's going to do this whole Jahari window um, thing with her life and go talk to people she reaches out to Nisi, goes over to the house and is trying to apologize to her. But in typical MJ fashion, that's not exactly what she does. She ends up insulting Nisi even more. And I just want to say kudos to 
the show because you know when we first see Nisi she's standing in the mirror very confidently in her bra and underwear Mm -hmm. and a lot of shows shy away from showing you if you are not a size negative three Mm -hmm. and here is a very beautiful young black woman who's full figured and has curves and it's it works for her Mm -hmm. and she looks great and I just want to say kudos to being Mary Jane for, you know, showing that. Showcasing the beauty. Um, do you think that Mary Jane was actually, because I, I totally agree with you, and, but do you think that Mary Jane was being negative when she said to Nisi, I love you and I'm not going to let you go out like that? You should change possibly. And I loved Nisi's response. She was like, you know what? I don't care about your, your thought of me. I think I look beautiful. The dress was quite short and quite tight. I just, I don't, I don't think that Mary Jane was coming from a negative perspective, more so just like, like a mothering one. Like maybe you don't want to, I don't know, you already have two kids. Are you trying to be a, maybe because she looked too sexy and she was, she's only 19 and Mary Jane didn't want her to, look a certain way but in my opinion mary jane doesn't look at it that way how do you think she looks at it if mary jane's saying something and i think niecy coming off of mary jane you know being on her about her weight Mm -hmm. and trying to make her lose it and eat healthy and be healthy if that's the way that you're always shoveling it at me then when you come at me is like hey maybe you shouldn't wear that it's automatically even if you mean well it's automatically coming at me from a negative space of like that's too tight for your body and you know it's coming from like that negative Mm -hmm. way of like hey you know that's not flattering on you true and my only problem with the dress i love leopard but sometimes when i see leopard dresses that are full on i think it's just too much of a pattern (laughs) and that's on anyone yeah it's not on like one type of person Mm -hmm. but what i love is that if you have the confidence to go out rock it. and rock it, that is beauty. That is what's great. And if she wants to go out there in a short dress and tight dress and that hugs her curves and she's confident about it, then all the more reason to do it because no one's going to stop or say anything negative you to you if you're walking around owning it. Confident. But if you're walking around insecure about it, kind of like pulling it down and stuff, then people are going to be like, oh, maybe she shouldn't have that on. But if you do it with confidence, they're not even going to think twice about it. Now, the the cheetah print was not my favorite or leopard print, cheetah print, whatever. whatever. Um, Wasn't my favorite. But some of the outfits that she had on previous to that one were Were. bomb. And they fit her so well. So also, I appreciate being Mary Jane, putting this on this episode and just showcasing to the world that you can be full-figured and beautiful and rock like really cute outfits that you know you normally see on maybe a smaller sized woman but beautiful loved it beautiful yeah um so i mean eventually she does have to reach out to nisi again in a time of desperation Girl, she had to get her heart done okay so i'm gonna let ashley take the lead on this because ashley's face during mj's call with her hairdresser was priceless it's just because we have all been there. Whether you wear a weave or you do not. Where you just 
don't mind getting in the swimming pool or taking your weave out because you know you're going to get it done the next day. And so when she's on the phone and the girl's like, oh, you know, sorry, but, you know, I'm having car problems, blah, blah, blah. Mary Jane's like, seriously? She looks in the mirror, grabs her hair. Mind you, it's beautiful. I would have rocked. You know what? I'm lying. I would have. <laughs> and uh, you know why? It's just because. I'm, I'm trying to get comfortable in that because for so long we have been told like this isn't appropriate for corporate America. This isn't beautiful. You don't look as gorgeous with your hair out naturally. So I did relate to that moment and I kind of was like, I would have just wrapped my fro. Girl, no, you would not have. I, but. I hopefully I really wanted her to. I hopefully did too. in future episodes, if that happens again, she'll just go to the office and rock her fro. And I really thought she was going to do it because of all of this, you know, friction that's been going on with her and the network and how she's trying to turn talk back into talk black. If she would have rocked up in there <laughs> with her fro, well it would have been interesting. So see, that's what I was kind of worried because I'm thinking after all this work related stuff she's going to come in there with her natural hair and then because that meeting which we'll talk about was already so awkward and tension filled that I felt like if she came to the network with that hairstyle they might have taken it as some sort of defiance as well (laughs) which I don't think it's right that I even have the thought that they could think that because this is just her hair and how it is natural and beautiful but the fact that that thought went through my mind of like they could take this as a sign of defiance because they're already calling it talk black and then she comes in with her natural hair you know, how black do you want to get this thing is what I'm hearing the white man say at the network. And that's what's so horrible about this entire situation. It's like you, we have in our minds that wearing our hair a certain way is not accepted by uh, society and you can't just truly be yourself, especially in the workplace. And we, they touched on it a little bit last episode black men, black women are marginalized in corporate America as is, even with your long weave, or it doesn't have to be a weave because, honey, I have long hair, but (laughs) I'm just saying, um, it's just like really interesting, and hopefully through watching Being Mary Jane we'll get more of these stories and stuff will become more relevant and we'll, you know, as a community gain more confidence surrounding that and I want to see Mary Jane go to work rocking her fro if she doesn't I'm going to work (laughs) the next day rocking my fro because you know because it is a giant movement right now of black girls taking back the natural hairstyle black girls it's something that I talk about with my beautician every week every two weeks when I go in there I'm like wait a second maybe I shouldn't get a relaxer anymore. Maybe I should do the natural look. But then what scares me is I'm the kind of person who hates doing my own hair. So that's why I have a standing appointment every two weeks to get it done because I'm not doing it myself Mm -hmm. because I'm lazy. No. So, you know, but it's a good dialogue to have on Mary Jane. And I love that she told Nisi, you know, that she is self-conscious about it and that without her hair and walking into work with it you know she was scared of what people were going to think of her and I love that she said it because I feel like a lot of us think that way but we're too scared to say it out loud or to share it with someone who isn't like in that tight circle of ours you know Mm -hmm. so I feel like this is something that's on all of our minds especially a lot of some men don't really accept 
natural hair. And that's another thing. It's like, well, you know, you want to look a certain way so that you can find the perfect guy. When in reality, it's not the perfect guy if he's not accepting you without your weave. That's true. It's really, it's it's a really great dialogue. And it's, hopefully, keep it coming, uh, Mary Jane, because it's good. It is good. And so, um, I also want to touch on, because we saw a little bit of PJ tonight, um, him and his deal with David and the old people housing. <laughs> <laughs> and he's so excited to, you know, get this deal done. And I'm really proud of him because we've seen his character go from, you know, drug dealer to businessman yes in a very legit way and he well is very... i guess being a drug dealer is a businessman but but i said in a legit yeah legit because you know it's still not legal out there to sell drugs if he was in colorado it'd be like okay that's a legit businessman because that's legal there but it's not in atlanta from what i'm understanding no nope, it's not um but he comes in with his business plan he's like here's more facts about things and david's all excited because this is before mary jane decides to text him to say i'm not pregnant which he knows what that means and then immediately after that he's like yeah i'm gonna have to back out of this deal because your sister and i just aren't gonna work out which is so stupid i'm like so why were you in the deal in the first place did you not believe in him or did you want you just wanted things to work out between him and mary jane and i to me it was suspect very shady didn't like it and pj was right for calling him a buster i would have called him a little bit more than that because that was just uncalled for do not take my coins because your feelings are hurt that just doesn't make any sense to me Mm. I, I would because have a real because a real business person is going to put personal feelings aside and go for if it's a good deal you're going to take it and who cares about the personal stuff that's going on you went into this deal with him knowing that you and Mary Jane were not together and that wasn't ever a problem but because in the course of it you guys tried for a night to get together and it didn't work out all of a sudden the deal's off the table like no smart business person does things like that. I feel like you're supposed to leave your personal at the door and, you know, this is about business and money and making a lot of it. And that makes that makes me wonder, was the deal good? Like, was it... Because I feel like as a smart business person, which who I believe David to be, he would have invested no matter what. So it makes me wonder, like, what the... Like, I want to know the numbers. And then it also makes... I'm interested to know what the time spent. Like, did this happen over the course of a week? Like, when did... Why is... I don't... I just... I'm confused. Like, what, what is part? going on? Well, what like... What part took a week? Between him and Mary Jane... And then him finding out that Mary Jane was not pregnant. Oh, yeah. And then in comparison to... The time, the the initial conversation of the deal to, like, when he pulled out. If it has only been, like, a week, I can kind of get it. Because it's like, okay, dude, I've only been in this for a week. Not interested anymore. My bad. Sorry. But if this has been in the works for, like, say, a month or three weeks, then that's, like, that's just... It feels like it's been in the works for a while. Me just too, because yeah. the first time we saw it yeah. was a while ago and a lot has kind of happened, but it's hard to keep track because so many times on this show, you know, it's a week in our minds, but it's the very next day yeah. in, you know, the episode. So it's hard to keep track 
um, in that way. And I mean, who knows how many days we saw? I'm saying we saw at least two to three days in this episode passed by. So many I don't, emotions. I don't, in I these... don't think it was much more than that, though, because I honestly don't think that Mary Jane can know for sure if she's pregnant or not. This is stupid. It just doesn't seem accurate to me. But again, I'm not a pregnancy expert, and I don't know things. TV time. TV time. TV time. Um, and on TV, Mary Jane has her talk show, Talk Back. Uh huh. And she has decided to take the reins over because, I mean, we open up with Dr. Joy telling her about the Jahari window and she's kind of trying to, in her personal life, take care of things and clean up things. And she knows about the, um, pan- the, not panel discussions, the, focus um, focus groups. groups that have been going on about her and she knows <laughs> what they're saying. And she's like, hey, you know what? She talks to Kara. She's like, well, first she storms out of the meeting with Kara. Um, and she Best tells shame. her, you know what? If I'm going to go down, I'm at least going to go down doing what I set out to do. I'm going to be authentic to me. And that's kind of what the focus groups were saying, that she was unrelatable and not real because she's not doing things that she actually cares about. Mm-hmm. You let her do stuff she's passionate about. People will see her passion and that she is a real person. Yeah. And then the results will be better and she's more relatable. So I don't see how the network doesn't see this and why it's all a good thing and it's just going to help everyone. I think too 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 much black from a network's perspective is never a good thing. They always want to kind of whitewash things and I feel like that's where Mary Jane is coming from. Like, look, I want to rebrand myself. I want to do things that really matter to me and I want to do things that matter to my community, the people who have built up this network. And I totally agree. But then we have Mr. White Man and he's like, you know, this that's not the direction that we want to take it. But to me... It makes sense when you think about the demographics there in Atlanta. Thinking, talking about like these stories that she has done that got so much traffic. It would make sense to me. And then she mentioned that talk back was only about 10 minutes. What's 10 minutes of the entire? I think she's saying, I think the show's longer than 10 minutes, but the segments she wanted to do would be 10 minutes within the show, right? Well, even if it's that, like, it's only 10 minutes of content. Like, you can give her that 10 minutes. What I didn't understand is when she said, I have the final say, do you? Ooh, she brought up her contract, so that's a good point. If she's pulling up contract, and if in the contract, she wouldn't say it unless it was true. Because she knows that they can easily go back and review the contract and That's be like, what no, I'm you don't. About. But she clearly, I mean, she spent a lot of time on her computer today. I believe that she did have in there that she gets final say of any segment. And she's been a team player for so long, like she said, mm-hmm. that she's let them kind of make her do things their way. Even Kara has made her do things, you know. And Mary Jane's right to be like, hey, at what point do I stop giving up everything I want to do for them and take back the reins. Like, there has to be an an equal part in this of, like, both sides. Give and take. But I like that you said that she wanted to rebrand herself because that's the one part that I don't agree with because if you're on the network already, it's not their job to rebrand you. Mm -hmm. You're in there and you're one way. So if you now want to start rebranding yourself, that is where the network has a right to fight back because that's not the brand they have on their network. That's not the brand that they hired and paid for. So now you want to rebrand. That means you need to leave and go somewhere else for that. I think in the network's 
opinion of it. It's not their job to rebrand you. Well, I don't think that she wants the network to necessarily rebrand her. What I think she was saying is when I came into this job, this is what you guys told me that I was going to be doing. You sold me this dream and I purchased it and I was excited. I got in here and this is not what you told me was going to happen, but I'm a team player. I'm going to go along with it, which was smart. Now she's done, paid her dues. She wants to go back to that original plot. Like, let's go back to plan A, because this is what you guys sold me on. And because that was her initial brand, like, that's who she was. And she kind of changed for the network. And I totally agree with her. Does she have to totally rebrand herself? No, maybe rebranding is not the right phrasing or term. She just wants to go back to what she's passionate about and really talk about things that matter to her. The community, which, I mean, why wouldn't you want to talk about the community for 10 minutes? I mean, hello. Yeah, it makes sense. And I think that, you know, she said that they'd focus on, you know, black, high profile black stories and like stories that aren't getting enough media attention. And I, I don't think she ever said this one way or the other, but I think that on all spectrums of the scale, there are multiple stories of importance that don't get a lot of attention, whether they be black, white, Latino, mm-hmm. Mexican, um, you know, Asian, whatever the race is. I think that there are so many people out there who feel unheard that it doesn't necessarily have to be a black thing mm-hmm. it can be a majority black thing because you know we don't get enough but i the sound i don't want this to sound racist or anything like that but i just think that sometimes black people forget that there are other cultures out there who don't get the voice just like us mm-hmm. and sometimes you know if we all come together, if all the minorities came together, we'd overpower the majority. Mm-hmm. It's just we don't know how to come together. It's always like black, Latina, Asian over there. You know, everyone's separated. But if you come together, you can, you you have a bigger voice is all I'm trying to say. I think that she, what she wants to do is because this is what she knows. Like, this is her community. This is what she relates to. This is what she wants to put out in the media And I do agree with you that if we all came together as a collaborative group, that we would outweigh the majority. However, we as a people, meaning not as a human race, but as the black race, first have to come together and have to unite. We can't fight each other and then try and help everyone else. So I get that she wants to help out home first so that she can. To me, it's just like helping when people make the argument oh why go overseas to fight a war when there's a war going down in south central like i get that perspective Mm -hmm. do i totally agree with that perspective of course not but i understand where they're coming from so mary jane wanting to talk about relevant black topics i agree with yeah she can sprinkle in other things but i think it's important to get stories like what we're seeing from this from mary jane out there because like we're doing right now it gives you so much rich dialogue to talk about that you don't normally talk about and i love my asian folk my puerto rican my latino i love it but black talk is relatable to me it feels like home and i enjoy talking about it and in order for us to come together and unite as a majority all races i first have to know about my race i need to educate myself on my culture my hair my how to take care of my body my skin in order to educate them because it's all about learning about one another. You can't just come together and be like, what's up? 
Like, tell me about yourself. And it's like, y'all know everything, but I don't even know. I don't know how to take care of my natural hair because I never talk about it. And I never wear it out. I only wear weaves. And I don't wear it to work. And then when I do wear it out and they're asking me questions, I'm like, I don't know. And I get an attitude because everybody confused. So I get it. I love you, Mary Jane, for that. And hopefully BET, you know, picks up a show like that and hires me and Tiana as their correspondents because we need something like talk back or talk black talk black or whatever y'all come up with a name and then i'll get on that seat though talk black with ashley and tiana (laughs) there there it is we love it (laughs) we love it so i mean speaking of rebranding you know (laughs) mj does reach out to her friend nichelle yeah um to kind of friend quote acquaintance i guess i will say um to kind of see if she will help with the rebranding and she calls her twice she never responded. The second message was kind of like, you know what? You not being a part of my life is no big deal. Me not being part of yours is no big deal. Like, who cares? Yeah. Just bye, Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it because I think there's so many times when people have that acquaintance that's not really a friend, but you guys are both like tiptoeing around each other. And at the end of the day, you know what? Let's not force something. If we can work so together business-wise true. to make something work, great. If we can't, I don't have to pretend to be your friend and hang out with you and all that stuff. I think so many times people would rather pretend that we're friends than just keep it real like we're not friends. We're not even acquaintances, but I tolerate you because we work together and that's okay. You do not have to be everyone's friend. When she made that initial phone call to Nichelle, I was thinking to myself like, why are you calling her? That's not your homie. That's never going to be the homie. So why are you trying to make amends? Or you can go ahead and make amends, but you don't need to do it over voicemail. Give her a call and it's up to her to give you a call back like you reached out that's all you need to do she's not returning your phone calls i really appreciated when she called her back the second time was like homie look we ain't cool we ain't gonna be cool period point blank like she doesn't even need to do business with her because it's sour the the chemistry is sour at this point so you just have to go your separate way stop pretending that we're the best of friends and we're not fake i got time for that (laughs) (laughs) oh i love ashley um, so then I guess the only, the last thing I kind of wanted to touch on that, I mean, it's going backtracking a little bit. Um, David calls MJ back. I didn't talk about this. And mm-hmm. I, and I loved his voicemail to her because he basically calls her out and is like, I know what you're doing. You're thinking like, if I hurt him enough, then he'll eventually give up. Basically calling her out for being a pussy and not. <laughs> calling him to tell him the news and and for in his opinion relying on the fact of you know the pact with god like if she's pregnant they're together if she's not cutting ties like never interacting again i don't think it's that easy and i don't think that david even believed it but he says to her that you know congratulations you finally did it so he says that he's done do we actually think it's done done with them absolutely not i i got plenty of voicemails like that anybody got time (laughs) seriously and i called back about two days later and was like hey boo it's me they are going to be back together we're probably going to see it next episode what i don't like is that mary jane used god for her own evil it's like stop using 
oh, if it's God's plan, then we'll be together. No, Mary Jane, this is your own evil, manipulative plan that you have going on in your head, and you're going to slap God's name on it to, to you know, try and icing it up, I guess. And um, I feel like David saw right through and was like, you know what, girl, you're playing this game, and I just really am exhausted, and I don't want to deal with this right now. To me, in his voice, it sounded like I can tell that he loves her, but he just sounded tired and exhausted. Like, he just wanted... Really, if Mary Jane would have picked up the phone, the conversation would not have went like that. I don't think that David would have been like, I'm done. He would have been like, Mary Jane, can I come over? Can we talk about this face to face? He would have up naked and they would have done it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think, do you think that she's using God as an excuse because she's scared? Because that's the easier out than her getting hurt all over again? I think that Mary Jane is a lot of emotions right now. And that's the problem. She's scared. She's frustrated. She's sad. She's anxious. There's so many. And she's not taking time to sit down and deal with them. Instead, she's letting them all work against her. And um, it's just not working out for her benefit. And she's actually hurting everyone else. Shots fired at Nisi. Shots fired at Val. Shots fired at... um, David. It's like you have to, at some point, you have to just relax and sit in your junk and just try and figure out, this is how I'm feeling. Why am I feeling like this? Let's work this out instead of like, oh, whatever, and then just ignoring David and being mean to Nisi. It's just not right. So, no, she's crazy. Yeah, I think she's acting first, thinking later. Yeah. And she hasn't gotten to the thinking part yet. She's just acting right now. And when she finally does come down from this high, I think that she will realize that she messed up a lot of relationships and maybe made a couple mistakes, maybe could have handled things. I think she just could have handled things with David better. And I'm I'm not saying that their relationship will ever be the best or that it will even get better from here. But there's always a better way on both sides Mm -hmm. that things could have been handled better. And I think David was trying to do in this instance, I'm not saying over their whole relationship. In this instance, I think he was trying to handle the situation better. I do think so. I think that what he did was very mature. Looking back on his whole demeanor throughout their entire relationship, it wasn't the greatest. But in this particular instance, he was the better person that handled this situation with maturity and Slightly gracefully, I would say. But Mary Jane, she's going to have to open up a whole new Jahari's window after this episode. (laughs) Like, she's going to have a new list of the open area, new people that she's going to have to go back to and re-apologize if she's already attempted to. Because it's just so, it's so messy. She knows better than this, but it's entertaining and it's realistic. And it's fun to watch. Yes. Um. So with that being said, I say we get into our predictions for... I don't know when the episode's coming back. Let us know. (laughs) Yeah, because our our recording must have cut off, so we didn't see any previews for next week. Let us know if you saw previews. I saw a preview for Single Ladies. I don't know if the show's on next week or if we're on a break right now. (laughs) Uh, And it really hurts my heart that I don't know these things. Um, But I guess I'll start with my prediction. My prediction is going to be that... Mary Jane will find out that she actually is pregnant because home pregnancies sometimes can give you the false. And I think it's still, in my opinion, I think it's still too early for her to be taking a pregnancy test. So I think that there is still a 
a slight chance that she could go to the doctor and find out that she is actually pregnant and now she's already ruined things with David. So how do they build back up from there? Even even if they're not going to be together romantically, how are they going to work together to potentially raise a child now that, you know, they mm. both have kind of gone there? Good one. I'm going to piggyback off of yours. I think that Mary Jane is going to end up pregnant and then she's going to end up having a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Going to be really deep. But she's going to end up sleeping with the other guy too so she's going to be confused as to who the actual baby's father is so she's going to tell both of them and both of them are going to be like you know just at each you know kind of not necessarily at each other's throat but it's going to be that whole love triangle going on. She's going to have a miscarriage. Nisi is going to end up pregnant. And then Mary, yes, Mary Jane's going to end up resenting Nisi because Mary Jane wanted that baby. And then now all of a sudden, Nisi is pregnant again. It's so easy for Nisi to get pregnant, but I can't get pregnant. Why can't I get pregnant? And then she's going to blame it on God again. And then we don't know. Then it's just going to be crazy, good, exciting. Well. A lot of pregnancies, going to be a miscarriage. There's going to be like five baby daddies. So make sure that you guys tune in because it's going to be good. And we're going to be here to recap. (laughs) I can't wait to see if Ashley's prediction comes true. Oh my goodness, guys. So I know that some of you saw on my Twitter today that we were supposed to have a special guest. So sorry. We were supposed to have in studio Kyle Macy. (laughs) And unfortunately, he couldn't make it, but we are definitely going to get him back in studio. Don't worry. Again, sorry about that. If you guys are looking forward to him, hopefully me and Tiana entertained you. Yeah. Hopefully he will be back soon. And if you don't know um, him by his first name, he um, plays Nisi's baby daddies on the show. Her baby father. Her baby daddy. (laughs) So hopefully we'll get him back in soon. We're working on rescheduling with that. Um, make sure you guys keep the conversation going throughout the week. Ashley, where can they find you? You guys, <laughs> I sang it. I sang it for you, boo. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley Gray TV. Make sure that you check out Black Hollywood Live, my show every Friday. Reality check. It is Friday. <laughs> Throwing pins Friday at eight o'clock. So check it out. And, uh, yeah, Tiana, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram <laughs> at the Tiana Hobson. And make sure you check out all of AfterBuzz TV shows at AfterBuzz TV online, on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter. We do a million and a half shows a week for you guys. So make sure you check out all the great content that we have. And like Ashley said, check out AfterBuzz TV's sister site, Black Hollywood Live. It's great. It's awesome. Live shows all day Friday from 9 o'clock in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. So check it out. And we'll see you next week. I didn't... From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other aftershows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.